1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Let's get right to it. Has the gradual reopening of the economy had an impact, a positive impact, on the real estate sector, and are prices falling like we're kind of hearing they are? Good morning, everyone. And yes, it has had an effect on real estate and prices are down. But the best way to look at this, Tina, every time we've talked about this, I've always said you need a larger cross-section. You need a, a bigger sample size. The only way to break down what's happened over the last couple of months is to go week by week. And if we look at the average price, just as things were starting to peak at the beginning to mid-March, we were at an average price of a million dollars for York Region. As soon as everything was shut down, we started to see the average price fall. And the reason was the larger homes went off the market. The smaller homes, which were vacant townhomes or new townhomes, new semi-detached homes, they were still selling because they could. No one was home. It was vacant. Condos were still selling because you could buy a condo off of a layout. But the larger homes, people were locked up inside and they didn't want people in. So the average price did take a hit. However, it's not a fall in price. It's more of a pause in the industry. You're going to start to see that climb as soon as the detached homes get back on the market. So right now we're sitting at $940,000 for an average sale price. And if you look at the townhomes, semi-detached, and condos, they're actually up in price. So once we start getting back to more of a normal, you're going to start to see that get back to the million-dollar range. And it, if we can just take a look by week, Tina, we had 381 listings last week. That's almost double what we had mid-April. And that's a great sign because sellers are getting back on the market. They're trying to get the jump on their competition because they know come end of May, beginning of June, there's going to be a, a huge rush, pent-up demand of sellers that want to get on the market and there's already pent-up demand from buyers who are scooping these properties up because, you know, this week we had 126 sales so far. So we're getting back into that groove that we were in mid-March. Now, Asif, then, what do you want to say to those listeners who may be thinking, well, of course you're going to say that, Asif. You're in the business. I'm not feeling as encouraged or as positive as you are. What do you want to say to them? Whichever way they're feeling, it's the right feeling because there are a lot of people that have been affected by what just happened with either temporary layoffs or permanent layoffs, and it's a normal feeling to have. There's With any change, there's always that lag of about a month or six weeks. It doesn't matter if it's a stress test or interest rate drop or interest rate hike. And that's what we're going to see right now. As we come out of this, there's going to be that hesitation where people are going to say, Hmm, I don't know. Maybe price will drop. Maybe I'll hold off. Maybe there's the inventory is going to, the market's going to get flooded with inventory and we're not going to be able to have the, the amount of sales that it needs for a hot seller's market. 
Let's see what happens. And that's always going to happen. But what you can look at is how we're selling homes right now in terms of percentages of sale price to list price. And we're at 98%. And anything that's around 96% is considered a very healthy market for sellers. But if they're still getting 98% while sales are down, that's an indicator as to what's going to happen as we come out of this. The other thing is we, our listings are lasting 30 days right now, which is twice as long. So people are seeing these for sale signs up for a month, which if we were to go to any other market, say Alberta or Saskatchewan or Manitoba or anywhere and say, hey, houses are going to last 30 days on the market, they would be ecstatic. We got spoiled because we were selling houses in 14 days and 17 days early on in the year. And that's become our normal. That's what we think is normal. So when we see houses sitting for 30 days, you almost think, I'm going to go in and lowball them. But that's just a sign of the time because it took longer because people weren't as mobile. So the anticipation is that the market will get back to the heat that it had in end of February, beginning of March, and that will probably take about a month to amp up. So buyers, if you're looking for a deal, this is the time to take advantage of it right now. You're not going to get forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars out off of a house, but if you take advantage of the situation right now, where there's less people out there looking, you can get something for just under asking or maybe asking. Now, when you were talking about what was selling, you talked about semis, townhomes, condos. What about those sellers who are sitting on a larger property? What advice do you have for them? We're starting to see those sell right now. So, you know, houses that are about $3 million, $2.5 million, they're not getting what they want in asking price, but they are getting relatively close to it. So, again, that, that same 98%, 97% of asking applies to those higher-end homes. Those have been pretty much off the market during the COVID-19 times. As they start to get out and as the people sell their smaller homes and start moving up, you're going to see a lot of activity in that market, and that's what's going to push the average price up. Now, you have an event coming up, or sort of an event coming up on Monday. It's a bit of a soft launch. What can you tell us about it? We've been preparing our office and trying to get it ready so that when people walk in, they're comfortable walking into a public space. I mean, we don't get a traffic like a restaurant or anything like that when it comes to our office, but we want people to be comfortable. We want our agents to be comfortable, our staff to be comfortable, that we're taking care of them and protecting them every step. So we have our soft launch coming up on Monday. Uh, We'll have our official reopening on June the 1st. But we want to iron out any of the the kinks, you know, get everything operating again so that once the market starts to roll, we are ready to go. And in terms of what it's going to mean for your staff, what does the office space, what will it look like? It's it's a little more spread out. We've uh, spread out our computers a little bit uh, in, in the main area so that there's more space in between so people can work. We are limiting people to when they can use the boardrooms and the offices, and we have a cleaning protocol in place. We've actually had our office sanitized, so we had it cleaned and sanitized. We've had readings done to show that the bacteria levels or uh, anything that's contagious has been dealt with and people are safe to come in. I mean, the uh, the gentleman that did our office sanitization actually said, it is cleaner than a restaurant in here now. And that's a great sign. The uh, 
you know, as as people start to get back into a norm, there's still that hesitation. Even when we're out and about, there's that hesitation that you don't want to get too close to people. You're worried about what other people are touching. You're worried about touching things. And we want to make sure that we have everything cleaned, sanitized, and ready for the next person that's coming in. Well, when we come back, sanitizing the home and the workplace. Details coming up. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. We'll be right back. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties, and he's here now with today's first guest. Tina, our first guest is Tom Comber. Tom's with BioClean. It's a company that has really transformed what they do for the COVID-19 businesses and homeowners sanitize their homes. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Asif. Appreciate it. Tom, tell us a little bit about your services and how, you know, sanitizing these offices and homes makes a big difference. Yeah, so first of all, just a little bit about me quickly. Um, I've been in the commercial cleaning industry for close to 20 years, um, construction and so forth, and, and relative field. And so what happened was I had a lot of free time on my hands with all of this COVID stuff and everybody staying at home. And I'm the kind of person that I, I can't just sit back and wait for things to happen. I'm always thinking about solutions to problems. So that's where this ideal is relatively uh, was born, really. It's uh, sort of a combination of all of my different experiences uh, combined into one and looking at all the different problems and all the different gaps that were, that were visible to my eyes and trying to find a way to fix those gaps. So uh, that's how the company started. Then what we basically do is we, we offer services to sort of help companies, specifically companies. We do also help homeowners, but we're trying to gear more towards the companies helping, helping them get back to, to business as usual, whatever that new normal is going to look like. But it also works out well for customers that are, are sort of end users in their houses. So, Tom, you said you've been doing this for 30 years. Talk to us then about some of these gaps that you've noticed, whether it's at home or in a business. Yeah, so some of the gaps, like uh, companies, there's no, I mean, this is so new to everybody else, this whole pandemic thing, that we didn't see companies that were geared, like there's a lot of companies that do similar things to what we do, but not that I saw any companies that are actually doing specifically what we're providing all services related to helping companies and, and employees feel that, that comfort and that safety of getting back to work, knowing that their environment has been disinfected and sanitized, and, and also for house owners as well, um, it was a, sort of a gap. I mean, the, the restoration industry is, is typically doing, janitorial companies do a lot of the, the sanitization, but being in the commercial cleaning business for, for the length of time I was, I, I saw gaps even in that industry where there's room for improvement. And so what we did was we, we took technology, the latest technology that's available, along with all of our experience, and sort of innovated and put that, uh, so I bought technologies from different, different industries and brought it into this industry and created a system in which we can offer checks and balances 
to, to help ensure that the cleaning is done properly and the sanitization and disinfection. And it's not just wiping down a desk and because it looks clean, it is actually not necessarily clean. And Tom, speaking of those checks and balances, you guys use a, it's a 3M machine. And what it does is it takes readings of how dirty a place or an item is. And I noticed even after our cleaning was done for an office, when you brought in that 3M machine to to test where the bacteria was or the the dirt was, it really was an eye-opener. And, you know, things like keyboards and desktops where they have been wiped down, they have been cleaned, really showed that they weren't actually clean. Well, that's exactly it, and that's where the science comes into play because even if you wipe it down, even using a rag, I mean, there's science to the cleaning industry. Using a rag properly, for example, I mean, you can actually fold that that rag into into squares, so it's got eight sides when it's folded properly, and and you know, not cross contaminating. Using a, a one surface of the rag, wipe down one surface, and then flipping it over and using the other side of the rag to to wipe down another surface, rather than taking one rag and using it for all the surfaces and potentially cross-contaminating, thinking honestly that you're cleaning, but you don't necessarily know you're potentially spreading germs around. Uh, and that's where the, the technology comes into play, because what we use that meter you're referring to is ATP. And ATP is the molecule used for energy storage by all types of living organisms, whether it's animal, plant, bacteria, or mold. Uh, basically, in simple terms, it's, it's measured the dirt on the surface, indicating the need for more cleaning or sanitizing. Now, what about in terms of creating that comfort level for employees? How would you do that? Yeah, so basically what we'll do is we go in and we offer an assessment service. So we're not necessarily trying to do the, do the cleaning. What we do is sort of an add-on service, sort of uh, our, our, our positioning is really not to replace the current clean, clean contracts that are in place. It's more of a, uh, an add-on benefit where we kind of help companies assess whether or not it's, it, it, the levels of cleanliness are, are at a level where, you know, the, the potential for, for bacteria is, is we try to get that down as low as possible. Ideally, the lower the better. So to give people, like, for your example, employees going back to work is just knowing that the place was sanitized, um, you know, professionally sanitized, and knowing that the technology that we use gets into all the little books and crannies because it's a fogging, ULV fogging technology that we use to help to get into all the nooks and crannies that may get overlooked in the cleaning process. When you walk into a place of business or a home, how do you assess it, the swabs that you take, and then the actual fogging process and timelines associated with this? Sure. So it's basically, we want to come in right after cleaning is done, like, like it's like essentially next day or same day if possible, and we want to just basically take our readings on a clean, already clean surface as best as possible. So what we'll do is we'll come in and we'll go over with the high-touch areas, light switches, doorknobs, desks, arms of the chairs, the, the IT equipment, and, and so those are the, the main high-touch areas, paths, of course, and, and so forth. So we go over the, the areas to assess, and then we just take we take like a, a baseline reading, and we use these uh, they're cotton swabs that have a um, a solution on them, 
And when you apply the solution to the surface, it picks up any of that, any of those living organisms, which can then in turn give, can give uh, a bioluminescent reading, basically like a, like a, like a firefly, essentially, the bioluminescence reading. And that reading can be put into a number, and then we can assess what that number is to get our start. Then we, we get that baseline reading. Then we come in and we bring in our equipment, and we're in full hazmat just for protection and cross-contamination and so forth. We don't want to cross-contaminate anything either. So we come in and we do the, uh, we do the fogging uh, with, a, with a, a sanitizer and this is slash disinfectant, which is hospital grade. Although you don't need to wear PPE, we do anyways. That's awesome. So the entire process takes about 35 to 40 minutes? Depending on the size of the office. So like 1,000 square feet we can do in, in, in under an hour for sure. But then there's the testing, the post-testing. So we want to test the results of our sanitization just to see that it's actually effective. So using, using numbers, I mean, the numbers ideally we want them to be well below 500, the 200, or even, even below. And basically what this does is this, this shows re- reason for the service and need for improvement in certain areas. And it, it lends to the sort of the credibility of what we're trying to do by having those numbers in place. That's awesome, Tommy. If our listeners want to get a hold of you for their office or their home and have it sanitized, where can they reach you? Reach me at uh, phone number 647-880-2352. Tom, thank you so much for uh, not only transforming your service to something that we can use right now, uh, but also for taking initiative to come up with this. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. When we come back, this week's hot listing and your questions for Asif. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for questions from our listeners. The first one comes from Betty in Markham. She wants to know how much of a budget should she have to prep and stage her home to sell at some point this year? Asif? Betty, this is a great question. And the thing with staging and prepping your home Less is more. And once we can actually see what's inside the home and what needs to be done, we can give you a more accurate answer to this because in reality, you may not have to spend anything or you could spend up to five or $10,000 depending on if you have to bring in other furniture or rent furniture, how long you're going to rent that furniture. So it really is a multifaceted answer to that. And the best thing that we can do is right now we're doing consults by Zoom meeting. So you actually show, show us what's happening in your home and what you have in your home. And we can tell you what needs to go, what needs to come in. And that way we can provide you with a more accurate answer because there's so much that can be done and there's also the things that don't need to be done that people imagine need to be done so once we can clarify that for you i'll be able to provide you with a a better answer and how does that virtual meeting happen asif can you walk us through it how long does it take is it a 10 minute conversation is it an hour are they walking you through their home how does it work 
I would schedule a half an hour Zoom meeting, and what happens is we call in to the video conferencing system, so does our client, and then they're able to uh, hand over control to them. They're able to take us through the home on their smartphone or iPad or laptop, and they can show us the different areas in their home that need to be prepped or staged. And our stager is also online with us, and they'll be able to make notes and and recommendations as to what has to happen, attach price points to those. So I would say it takes about 20 to 30 minutes, uh, depending on the size of the home. And it's a very thorough consult. It's almost as good as being in the home, if not as good as being in the home and being able to advise our clients properly. Wow, that sounds easy. Our next question comes from Alex and Vaughn. He has been taking virtual home tours and now thinks... He has found a home or two that he is serious about. What is the next step when he doesn't have an agent? That's that's perfect. That's what these virtual tours and the virtual open houses were intended to do was to replace the preliminary shopping and to narrow things down so that people are going into homes that they absolutely love and are able to make that decision with a short list rather than a long list. So that's great news. Uh, the first thing to do is... Right now what we're doing is we're having these forms filled out so that people can you know, make the sellers uh, know that they are safe and they're able to come into people's houses. So it's a questionnaire. It's about four or five questions. Just make sure that uh, you, know, you answer those correctly and you haven't been out of the country. You haven't been around anyone that's sick. You don't have any symptoms of COVID-19. And then we are ready to take you through. So once we get you through the homes, you can actually see them because sometimes they do look different in video. Sometimes they look larger or smaller. You don't realize how many uh, extra rooms they have or extra space they have. That is what comes from an in-person showing. We also have personal protective equipment in our cars for all our clients to use. So we'll be able to get you through and give you that safe showing experience. What does the PPE include, Asif? It includes uh, two pairs of booties, so you can put those right over your shoes or your socks. It includes uh, two pairs of gloves, two masks, and it includes uh, two sterile wipes so that you can wipe uh, your hands down after you come out of the showing. And it's more to ensure that our clients are safe when they're going into other people's properties and at the same time they're wearing masks so that they're not, uh, you know, transmitting anything themselves and a lot of the people are just fine and uh, there's nothing wrong with them but we want to make sure that they're comfortable. And do you find that the virtual home tour has been speeding up the process that after the home tour you're still going to want to go in and actually physically kick the tires, right? It sure has. And a lot of things, I mean, we we go by the principles of Kaizen. So we want to improve our operation by, you know, one step every step of the way. And what has happened during COVID-19 is we've learned a lot of ways that we can be more efficient and we can provide that experience, a better experience for our clients. And these virtual showings and virtual tours have done just that. So rather than go out and waste time and see 10 houses, four of which you would not like anyway, the virtual showings have taken that out of the equation. So now you're only going to see those four or five or six houses that you absolutely loved in the virtual showings. And now you're going out to see them in person to weed out the ones that you don't want. It's also helped us with uh, 
final showing. So final buyer walkthroughs, you can now do those virtually through, again, through video conferencing, FaceTime, Zoom, and you don't have to be in the house because realistically, the day before or two days before your closing date, you're really busy and you don't want to have to drive all the way to the home and see it. This way, you can be sitting at home finishing up your packing and your realtor can get to the house and do a virtual showing for you just to make sure everything is okay. So it really has taught us how to be more efficient and to respect our clients' time. Excellent. We learned something for sure. Asif, we have just enough time for the on the market hot listing. What do you have for us this week? We have a great home. It's a larger home. It's not one of those cookie cutter houses. This one has extensions on it and it is fabulous. It's 29 French Crescent in East Willenberry and it is on for 985,000. Now this type of home in Markham or Richmond Hill or Vaughan would easily be about 1.4, 1.5 million dollars. It's absolutely fabulous. And what else can you tell us about it? How many bedrooms? Uh, is it fully finished? Great questions. Five bedrooms with two bedrooms in the basement, four wow. bathrooms, and it has an attached garage. It is almost 3,000 square feet, but get this, Tina, 83 feet by 183-foot lot. Yikes. It is a huge lot. And being in East Willenberry, you've got your taxes at $5,000 for the year, which is unreal great property and this one will not last this one is priced to sell quick so if anyone is interested they need to get a hold of steve fleming at 416-435-8311 again this is for 29 french crescent seven bedrooms four bathrooms a huge lot for nine hundred eighty-five thousand dollars and Asif, we just had a bit of audio drop out there. What were the taxes and where exactly is this area? Because those who say, well, you know what, I, I don't even know how to get there. If it's, you know, beyond Markham or Vaughan or Richmond Hill, maybe it is too far out. What do you want to say to them? Yeah. So East Willenberry is, if you go up Highway 48, just go north past Deauville, and you're going to end up in East Willenberry. It's a quiet little community. You've got that country feel but you're still close to the city and the taxes here for that lot 83 by 183 feet lot with an executive home on it five thousand forty five dollars and 19 cents asif if our listeners want to connect with you directly how can they do that they can call me at 416-985-CON that's 416-985-5426 that's our show for this week remember if you need to connect with asif khan if you missed any part of on the market Go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.